I was just in Hungary. All week I've been thinking about if I should say Budapest or like the authentic Budapest. I, I, do you know what? I, I have to say I really appreciate how much you committed to the Pest. The Pest. <laughs> just then. But you know, not enough people commit to the Pest. And when I was there too, like my Hungarian friends would say Budapest. Were they doing it to they were saying, make you feel better? Or That's what I was like kind of wondering. I'm like, is it cringe that I'm being like Budapest? Or is it like, <laughs> are they like just trying to be really accommodating to me and like have me understand it? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But you felt welcomed. Oh, yeah. It was like, uh, it was like the best weekend. I had a great time in, in Budapest. My name is Matthew Whitehouse. You're listening to The Face Podcast, recorded at Spotify HQ, where this week I'm joined by The Face music director, Davey Reed, Face assistant editor, Jade Wicks, and musician, Blake the Man 1000, ahead of his show at the first Face music event, New Noise. Yeah, I'm so excited. And lo and behold, through the magic of editing, here is a clip from the night. Welcome. We're happy to have you. I'm, I'm so happy to be here, and I guess it's cool too because I've kind of had various interactions with all of you before today. So it's not a room of strangers. Mm. Well, at well all. let's. Why don't we um, to reminisce, recap those those interactions? Because yeah. Jade, you interviewed Blake. Yeah, Jade yes. was definitely my first point yeah. of contact. Yeah. Um, and we did. I'm trying to remember. We did like a fun little like Zoom interview, and you were yeah. kind of like showing me all around your apartment. We were in, yeah, we were in, um, we were in Bushwick virtually, mm-hmm. yeah, and then we met at the Frost Children show. We did the Corsica Studios, at Corsica right. Studios this summer. Yeah, that, that was, was uh, a very good time. And then Davy and I have just been uh, linked on IG. <laughs> yeah, we're like Instagram friends. Wow, yeah. for a while, and now we've booked you for the show tonight. Yeah, and I'm so thankful to be on the show and in London at the Face Studios, and uh, <laughs> just uh, so Spotify don't kick us out. It's actually Spotify Studios. It is Spotify so Studios. Yeah. yeah, it's the Face Takeover at Spotify Studios. That, yes. That's probably acceptable, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, it's that's, the Blake Takeover. That's okay. Yeah, the Blake Face. Mm. Actually, you know, this is a good. You know that Vampire Weekend song, Blake's Got a New Face. I do. I was. That's like very yeah. applicable. Yeah. <laughs> it's very applicable right now. We'll play yeah. a snippet of that. Yeah. <laughs> if, can we? <laughs> By the sheer magic of editing, it's probably already played. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> well, welcome. Where are you staying? Where, where, where do you, what have you been doing? I have a fair amount of friends out here, so kind of like bouncing a f- around a few friends' mm. couches and guest rooms and whatnot. Mm. So uh, uh, mostly out in uh, the bow. But you, you've been in the bow to translate his bow. Oh, the bow. Fuck. Yeah. I was like, I, I just as I was saying that. it, I was so scared. I'm like, the boo. So I just, Blake's been doing quite Budapest or Budapest. Yeah. I, I just, I'm not quite as local here. I just scooped up Blake um, from outside Pizza Express, outside Charon Cross. But you've been staying in bow, exploring Roman Road and the wonders of that. But also you've been staying at the Barbican, right? Yeah. I ha- Well, I'm staying, I haven't yet this week, but... I think tonight I'm staying at the Barbican, but I have a friend who lives there, and uh, I stayed there once before, and uh, the Barbican's very cool. I don't, I mean, obviously everyone in London's like extremely aware of the Barbican, and as an American, I I had never, 
As an American with no distinct interest in architecture, I had no awareness of it until I was like in it unpacking my bag. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But it's a uh, really uh, an architectural marvel. It's really oh, a cool place. You. Yeah. And thank you. It's very nice of you to say so. As well. And it's quite the treat to stay there. It is. I, yeah. I don't know anyone that that I know. So I know one person that lives there. But in Bo, are you affected by the rubbish collecting strike that's happening? Oh yeah. Moment? I was actually, I kept making jokes that it just feels like New York, but the strikes ended. Oh, right. But there's just still rubbish there? Uh, I'm sure there is. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There was, there was rubbish everywhere I've been all week. Cause what, uh, help me out again. The bow. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. The bow, the bow was part of it. So the bow has trash all over the place. Mm. And then, uh, I was, uh, hanging around like brick lane and there was trash all over the place there. And, uh, I did post a, I don't know if you saw, I posted a picture with some of the trash and then my caption, it was the two, the two fingers pointing at each other. And I was like, did I do that? <laughs> <laughs> But everyone says, cause like the New York rats are just like quadruple the size of London rats. Is that true? Oh yeah. I don't think I've seen any rat that's caught my eye this week. No. The, the no. New York rats are like, uh, they're crazy. And it's crazy too. because there's just like one. So there's effectively only two species of New York rats. There's like one dominant one that's like 85% of New York rats. And then there's in like Gramercy Park, there's one like um, kind of like stronghold of this other rat species. And then the other thing is like the dominant species, when they like come off the boats at the dock, they like kill the new rats so that there's no like, because like a new rat species would bring like disease or something. They're, they're, I mean, I'll just say they're intense. They're like... yeah. They're not just big rats. They're like big killer rats. Yeah, but no, no, you've not seen anything like that here. No, nothing like no. that. I mean, the ones here in comparison, they're like English gentlemen, you know, yeah. quite timid. I actually, uh, I did have a nice interaction with the rats of the sky. This was also on my Instagram. I was at the park and there were like people, there were like all these parakeets, you know, like the mm. little green birds. Which park? In the park in central London. St. James's a, Park, that, yes. I was at. Yeah, yeah. and... Um, There was like people who were giving them like seeds so they could get the parakeets to stand on them. And this person was like, yeah, have some of my seeds, which was like such a kind thing to do. I was so thankful for that. And then I, I like get two big handfuls of seeds and then the pigeons just come all over me and I just had pigeons all over me. <laughs> <laughs> But I like pigeons. They're kind of underrated, mm. I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, going to music for a second. <laughs> I could talk about London uh, all day. It's well, so cool. Well, so, I, I, well, I didn't. I mean, we can if you like. I did also see a picture of you with a goose at one point. I think. Oh my, oh my god! Yeah, the goose yeah. was trying to eat my chicken wrap. Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah, no, these the gooses were all over me. I've like made a physical contact with so many birds this week. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you can see all this on my social media for those listening at home who are curious to put a visual to some of this. <laughs> But do you like coming to London? What are, the, what are your sort of impressions of it? Uh, yeah, I do like it. I like, uh, I mean, uh, I feel uh, on my social media, I always talk about radical gratitude because I'm so thankful that uh, playing music has afforded me so many opportunities to travel. And it's not just like I like traveling, but the cool thing about traveling as a musician is that you get to go to a new place and then there's a bunch of cool people who know the place well who have the same interests as you who like want to hang out with you and want to show you the cool things in that place so i mean like uh 
yeah, I've been able to come to London now twice this year to play music and like, uh, you know, I haven't even seen like the big band or anything because it's just people who are like, mm. uh, we have to go hang in Hackney or something. <laughs> and so it's fun because uh, I, uh, I really get to travel and have like the, uh, everywhere I, I travel when I'm playing music, there's so many kind people eager to show me like the really authentic and uh, cool things about each place. So London's no exception. I've met so many kind people and uh, and just from friends and friends of friends and then people I've played music with, mm -hmm. uh, I'm always meeting more. So, mm -hmm. Well, let's talk about when, when we met at the, at the Frost Children gig a couple of months ago, three months ago maybe? Yeah, um, July, late July, I think. Because you were supporting them that night, but you also managed though, them as well, right? And yeah. What, so how did that connection come about? Yeah, I, I co-managed them with... Um, this guy, Andrew Baker, who's a great guy. But um, so, yeah, basically, like coming out of COVID, me and Frost Children were like making a lot of music together and throwing a lot of DIY events and, you know, parties and shows. And then, you know, both of us started to gain a little more traction online. And um, as things really picked up with them, uh, this guy, Andrew, reached out to me and was. Uh, you know, we were all friends and he was like, hey, like, you know, I, I really love the Frost Children. I really want to work with the Frost Children. Um, and, you know, he was kind of just like, you're doing a lot of the things that a manager, that a good manager does. And he's like, it seemed, it would seem weird to have you stop doing those things. Mm -hmm. uh, and so, and then also, you know, he's like, you're very aware of a specific scene that, uh, you know, I'm not so aware of, but that as a manager, you know, having mm -hmm. a, an awareness of would be helpful. And so I guess that was maybe like a year and a half ago. But sorry, you interrupted, so. you'd done right. a couple of tunes with them, right? And hadn't they covered yeah. one of your songs? Huh? Didn't they cover one of your songs? Is that correct? Did they cover one of my songs? No, I don't think they covered one. But we did, they did like a remix. That's probably what okay, you're thinking. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We we use the term remix very gently. Like <laughs> it means basically like you sample one vocal and then make a whole new song. But yeah, yeah, they did a remix of uh, a very old Blake track, "Where's My Hug," and then uh, yeah, we made a song together called "Goth." Yeah, so I guess that's maybe is that two years ago? I don't know. Between less than three years ago, this all happened, and then. Um, yeah, so we started co-managing and, you know, it's really, uh, it just kind of has made sense. Like I haven't really had to get outside of the things I was already doing. It's just, it's like we're all in a band together and mm -hmm. I'd kind of do everything but get on stage with them, you know, and, uh, well, I guess sometimes I do get oh, on stage you, with oh, them. You did get on stage yeah, when I watched I guess it. Yeah. Kind of a lot I get on stage with them, but <laughs> yeah, it's, uh. It's uh for people who've like not heard Frost Children, how do you describe their music? Oh wow, that's a good question. Um it's really good pop music that is very creative and original, but it also slightly abrasive in the way that you would like music to be abrasive. Um but it's just catchy great songwriting as well yeah and for your music because obviously i've been telling all my mates about this gig and we've been putting you on and and doing what like 
promoting it and stuff. And I'm like, oh, you know, this is guy Blake Man 1000. And they're like, oh, what sort of, what does he sound like? What sort of music does he make? And I'm like, um, not really sure how to describe it. And I can't, even though it's my job to be able to describe I, yeah. what music sounds like. I'm like, I usually say like, it's sort of rap, hyper pop, but neither. I don't know. Like how, when like you're at like a family meal at like Christmas or something yeah. and you see like an aunt who you haven't seen for ages and they ask you what kind of music you make and how do you explain it to a relative? I'm very ready with this answer. I just I tell people it's like Sublime. Sublime. Yeah, I love Sublime, and uh, well, the band or just the feeling. No, the band. Yeah, <laughs> as in like the ska punk. Yeah, 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 I love I love Sublime. And my you know I have a tattoo on my stomach that says one thousand. Yeah, uh, and I got it from this guy O P Ortiz who did the Sublime back tat on Bradley Knoll. So that's my very specific um, way of indicating that. I'm like Sublime. So just for listeners in the UK, because I don't think Sublime were quite as big over here, but Lana Del Rey covered one of their big tracks summertime, right? Right, yeah. And that's probably for a lot of UK people, but they were like a huge kind of like more punk band or more of like a ska. I guess the way I would describe the music and maybe why I really relate to it for myself, it fuses a lot of different stuff. It fuses like reggae and ska and like punk and hip-hop and you know just like straight up like classic rock like it's influenced by this widespread of things and then a lot of the lyrics are really funny and a lot of the lyrics are really earnest and it goes back and forth between the two very quickly and sometimes you don't even know which it's doing um and uh i i maybe have a different set of genre influences but i think like the ethos behind it is kind of the same of like uh, taking a wide range of genre inspiration and uh, a dynamic palette of lyrical inspiration and smashing it all together. So I've got a question about you and Frost Children, right? Because neither of you are from New York, right? But you've very much be- crystallized as part of a New York scene, which a lot of people talk about. Mm-hmm. So like, like we're super curious to know about like what's going on in New York at the moment, what everyone's excited about, what people are sick of, What's happening? So over here, there's been like on my phone, everyone's been talking about the Diamond Square scene for a couple of years. Um, I've read a couple of articles about it, including one by your friend Dean Kizik, who you have a song about. And I don't actually understand these articles, which either says that I'm not particularly intelligent, which is plausible, or (laughs) that actually you just have to be there to understand what it is. So are you able to explain in like a kind of Wikipedia entry way, like what Diamond Square scene is? Yeah, I might be the most confused person actually. I'm, yeah, it's like uh, there's so many uh, artists coming out of New York. To me, I, I like I know my friend group and who I make music with and who I hang out with and who I listen to. And then, like, sometimes these articles come out, and I'm like, I've never heard of half of this, but I want this cool. the articles say they're part of the same thing. Or, yeah, people are like, oh, yeah. this is the scene. And it's like, you know, I'm sure it's like, I'm sure you, you are playing great shows. I just don't, you know, yeah, what I mean? there's yeah, just like a yeah, lot yeah. to, yeah. I think a lot of things are getting kind of lumped together and described as one thing. But, um, I mean, for me, like, I make music a lot with Frost Children and, uh, with my friend Jenny, who's sitting in the corner, uh, scrolling on his phone here. Hello, Jenny. <laughs> and with uh, our friend... Whoa. Attention, please. Please leave the building immediately. <laughs> this is awesome. Leave the building immediately by the nearest exit. Oh, my God. 
do not use the lifts. This isn't the first time this has happened to me. This once happened to me while I was getting a dental procedure. <laughs> what, uh, how far into the dental procedure? Attention, please. Yeah. Attention, please. Far enough that he please told me, the building wait while I finish. Where were we? We had a fire. A fire drill. We, we, that was a drill? Well, it was a false alarm, rather. Oh, false alarm. But it wasn't a drill. No, no, okay. no I suppose it wasn't a drill. But it was a false alarm. But we were all safe, and that's an important thing. Mm. Yeah, we were safe. Mm. But I think before we were chatting about New York stuff, and you were talking about the scene. Oh, we're going straight back into oh, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. There's a lot of great music in New York. Um, my friend uh, Jenny, who I don't know if you can see from any of these uh, camera angles we got going, but he's sitting in the corner of the studio here. We've been making a lot of music, and um, uh, we've been working together a lot on my album and on his album, and then my friend May Rio I work with a lot, and then I'm friends with the band Strange Ranger and roommates with um, Isaac, the singer, or one of the singers, um, and he and I make music a lot, and there's, yeah, there's just tons of stuff across tons of genres that I'm really into. Um, and then we're all friends, too. I think there was someone, I try to stay off um, X, formerly Twitter, mm. especially, like, reading about, like, music scene stuff. But sometimes, I don't know, I'll, you know, sometimes I'll accidentally see something and someone was kind of hating on all of it, being like, this is so obnoxious. And someone had to take, like, at least all these like musicians are like friends, <laughs> which I was like, yeah, that that's like my favorite part is that I'm mm. friends with tons of musicians that are also like my favorite people making stuff. And yeah, it's really fun to be like collaborating with uh, the musicians that I listen to on the day to day. Is there sort of a um, like a connective tissue between you in, in terms of sound or some, something that brings it, you know, joins the dots together or not really? Are you all quite different? I think maybe the connectivity between a lot of the stuff um, that my friends make is I think we all put a uh, high value on like performance. So like I think to me a lot of like 2010s music was really earnest and I think a lot of what me and my friends do maybe is kind of a response to feeling like we just wanted to switch it up and and so it's very performance and and not to say you know we don't have like um earnest and emotional lyrics but like a lot of it i think is very like putting on a persona to express a, a real feeling mm -hmm. um and i think you know like strange ranger or jenny or you know all these things are kind of different genres but i think maybe the common thread between a lot of this stuff in New York right now is that it is, um, you know, it's very performance mm. and, and there's a, an element of fiction to it. Mm. Mm. And you're good friends with Dare, right? We did, uh, mm. we did a Yeah, folk, I forgot to mention the Dare. We he's did my, he's my good friend, yeah. Of the free, uh, his party frequencies and I saw you having a yeah, very yeah, nice yeah. time. With I was there. The you guys sent Lauren to take pictures. Yeah, yeah. And she's here tonight, Lauren. Is she? Uh, oh, she's sick. DJing for Mercury tonight. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Her photos were sick. There was a little bit of an error there because she got there and she was like, hey, I'm not on the guest list. And uh, oh, shit, we should have sorted that out. But luckily oh. the dare was very nice. Yeah, and came here and got her. She's taken a few rounds of press photos for Frost Children as well. Yeah, yeah she's, she's very much around. We so for like her. UK people who don't know the dare, obviously he's an artist and he also runs Frequencies, which is like, was like, it was like a regular party somewhere in like a dive bar in downtown, right? Yeah. Yeah, people don't believe it, but it was like, so it used to be on Monday nights, and it used to be like so empty, and it was just it was just me, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's because it's a Monday. Right? Yeah, it was like Monday. It was so empty, and it would be so fun because it would just be like this empty bar, and Harrison's DJing, and um, you know, just having a bunch of drinks, and then, uh, you know, it would whatever, and then you know, once uh, that was before he was putting out because he has another project called Turtlenecked. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, once the dare stuff started coming out with girls and whatnot, uh, the party, uh, good for him, you know, it, it started getting a lot more popular, which, um, of course you're happy to see your friend succeed, but it was, uh, it's definitely, it takes longer to get a drink now, which sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Before it was like three bar, three bartenders, three patrons. It was like the perfect ratio. <laughs> you know, it's funny though, because I wanted to ask about that, because like the word indie sleaze seems to get thrown around a lot when people talk about all these new New York artists. And I think like with the dare, that kind of makes sense, because his music is very much like, it's very referential to kind of, uh, kind of, Electro clash style, which is popular in the noughties, and this kind of garish, intense thing. But then, like, it's that term seems to get used for a lot of artists who don't really fit that. So, when people write the words indie sleaze about your music, do you get a little bit annoyed or are you cool with it? Yeah, not annoyed. I always say, like, if people are describing me, that's a good thing. And, you know, I mean, famously, like, Kurt Cobain hated the word grunge. And like it's kind of like I don't, I don't know. It doesn't. Um, it's yeah. just kind of you know what I mean. It's just kind of like people are gonna say whatever they want, and I'm just yeah, glad those, people say something. <laughs> and those tags are always gonna be more broad than how you've. It's good. They're always gonna yeah. like a bit of nuance. You know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, uh, it's cool that people describe me and my friends and how fitting it is or whatever. I don't really care <laughs> i guess there's a bit of a pattern isn't there about like pigeonholing you into like there's the dime square thing and there's a hyper pot thing and now there's the like indie sleaze thing yeah kind of like, yeah i've been described i've been described thrice which is <laughs> how blessed i am <laughs> um should we talk about tonight davey why don't you tell us about what the night is yeah, so we've got this new series called New Noise, and basically there's this uh, venue which is just open called Stereo and Covent Garden. So basically the face is curating like a gig once a month. We've been fans of Blake for a while, so we, we were like, oh, it'd be cool if he could come over. Your manager was saying you're thinking about coming to Europe and the UK this time anyway. So we've got you playing, and then also I booked this rapper called Mercury from Atlanta, and I was like, I was just saying to you before, I was like, Oh, like, do you know Mercury because um, you're from different cities and stuff? But it turns out you have some kind of connection, right? Yeah, we've never met, but um, Al Carlson, uh, who's a music producer who's produced a lot of my new stuff, uh, his, uh, I guess he's done some mixing for her. And then uh, Jenny, who I collaborate with a lot, has worked with her. 
And then um, Lauren, who's our f- friend who shot a lot of photos for all of us, seemingly, mm. uh, she's DJing for her. So we ha- I haven't met Mercury, but we have a bunch of mutuals, so I'm so excited for her set. And, of course, her, her music's awesome, so I'm, I'm uh, willing to bet it's going to be a great time. Yeah, we've got <laughs> Felix Lee DJing, who has like an NTS show called Endless in the club. Yeah, right? Every- and he, never- he and I have some mutual friends here, too, where I'm like, yeah, yeah there's, there's a lot of overlap Felix. everywhere. Yeah, like everyone I message was like, oh, Felix is playing. That's my friend. I was like, oh, how come I'm not friends with Felix yet? But, <laughs> but as well, like it's looking good. You know, we kind of sent it out to the Central St. Martin's students and their like newsletter and there's a bunch of RSVPs. So it's like, because over here it's Freshers Week in the UK. Do you mm. know what Freshers Week is and do you have it like an equivalent in the US? That's like the first week of uni. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, I, I have a feeling you get to uni and you drink a lot and that's it's a good it's a, it's a correct feeling yeah, yeah. <laughs> that sounds yeah, about yeah. right yeah but I, think, I think it's maybe less formally let uh, for, formally it's less formally referred to as a thing but that's definitely a phenomenon but mm. i think the thing is the freshers week in the uk is like you everyone like they really promote really really hideous and mortifying <laughs> events for freshers to go to and everyone goes the first week, and it's terrible. And but then, then you're hoping that this will be one of those. Events. I don't think this, this is, is going to be. departure from that. Yeah, there's not going to be like a phone party or book and bronco there Candy or anything. Candy floods. Yeah, yeah, or traffic light system. <laughs> That's a freshest week thing where you like go and you dress up in red if you're in a relationship. Oh wow! Uh, oh yeah. If you're okay, single, so there's like a full, there's a full freshers week yeah, culture I mean, that I'm like, not aware but of. But I think because it's Central Saint Martin students, they will be actively trying to avoid. <laughs> it's really funny to me to like imagine like some British like 18 year old who's like at their first week of uni with like this friend group of people they like don't know that they just met like yesterday and they're all kind of like half-heartedly like oh this looks kind of cool and they're gonna be at this tonight that's really entertaining to me (laughs) well imagine if I hadn't actually told you and then you get on stage and everyone's either dressed in green or amber or red and it's actually a traffic light freshers week party yeah Yeah, that's cool I'm excited about that well, well, then, because this is going to go out after, after the show. Mm-hmm, right. Can you give us one soundbite to use if the show goes really well, and one to use if it goes wrong? Yeah, yeah. I'll. Um, let's think. So let's do if Hold it goes it. well. Yeah. What's your message? So it, if it goes well, I'll be like. Um, hmm. Let me really think how mm. I would feel. Like, okay, mm. I'm imagining the whole yeah, set. Yeah, it's gone. Really, it's gone great. You're really happy. The endorphins are yeah. pulsing through your body. Uh, everyone's coming up. Everyone, you know, shaking your hand and yeah. you know, kissing Dapping your forehead. Me, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I'd be like, it was a huge success. Like, I always do well with the London crowd, and like last night was no exception. Um, and so, yeah, it was so so cool to be part of the first um, the face showcase at Stereo, and um, London really came through. Right. And then if it goes badly, exactly. Yeah. So the, for example, if there's a fire alarm perhaps in the middle of there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe if it goes badly, it'd be like, you know, sometimes it's just like not the right music for the right crowd, and it's never fun to go up on stage and, you know, choke like I did. But it happens sometimes, and it's just part of it. And like I keep going. You know, I have a lot of shows booked this fall, so I can't dwell on this one. I got to just like keep moving and. You know, my my heart's on the next one, really. 
Fantastic. Blake the Man 1000. I wish I'd kind of uh, asked you to do the positive one second, but that was a <laughs> wonderful way to end the podcast. So thank you for, for yeah. joining us. Yeah, no, if, uh, if anyone's listening uh, in the US, I'll be on tour with uh, Between Friends, uh, US and Canada. And then uh, we're wrapping up a lot of new music that I'll have out soon. So follow me on Instagram, Blake the Man 1000. And uh, you'll be seeing that soon you've been listening to the face podcast recorded at spotify hq my name is matthew whitehouse editor of the face magazine i was joined today by face music director davy reed face assistant editor jade wicks and blake the man 1000 thank you to them thank you to you for listening the face podcast is produced by hunter charlton we'll see you next time